life like this is what your life like try to live your life right people really know you push your buttons like type right you're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776. And the clock has struck 11. We don't do it at midnight here, but our Cinderella, he wears a Gal Media jersey and he's got injuries for you. And it sounds like this. All right, what's up, guys? We're going to start off over in Atlanta. Devontae Freeman, he remains out with the foot injury, so you know what that means. Brian Hill is back. He was the star of the show, so to say, last weekend, and he's going to be the biggest beneficiary of Freeman's injury, so he's going to be ready to go. Austin Hooper, we talked about him a little bit earlier. He's out, and expect him to be out for at least a month. So Austin Hooper is going to be... Any Austin Hooper owners out there, I'm sorry for you. Marquise Brown, we talked about him as well. He is active. He's going to play through an ankle injury. But if he stumbles at any point, that means Willie Sneed is going to get the majority of his snaps. Denver Broncos wide receiver Deshaun Hamilton is active despite a knee injury. Matthew Stafford, he was not really practicing at all this week, and he's going to be out for the Lions. So that means Jeff Driscoll is back under center. So downgrade all your Lions offensive players. Ty Johnson, the Lions running back. He's active. He was removed from concussion protocol on Saturday. So that means he's that that means that Jarek McKissick is not the only option in the backfield. So if you were thinking that he's going to get the majority of the snaps, Ty Johnson is going to vulture some of those. Will Fuller, we talked about him. He is out despite a ham, he is out with a hamstring injury. T.Y. Hilton, he is out with a calf injury. And Paris Campbell, the wide receiver for the Colts, he is also out with a hand injury. So that means Zach Pascal is going to be getting all of those targets. Adam Thielen, we talked about him a little bit. He is out with a hamstring injury, so that means B.C. Johnson is going to get a shot at the number two wide receiver duties for Minnesota. De- Deontay Harris for the Saints, he is out. He's the wide receiver, so that means we talked about Traquan Smith. He's going to get even more looks at the number two wide receiver spot. For the Jets, Le'Veon Bell is active despite a rib injury. He was limited in practice on Friday, but he's going to suit up and be good to go. Demarius Thomas, I talked a little mess about him last week, and he was pretty decent. <laughs> He's going to be active despite a knee injury. And then over in Washington, Chris Thompson is out with a toe injury. Paul Richardson is out with a hamstring injury. And Vernon Davis is out with a concussion yet again. Man, that's a lot of them this week. The one that I wanted to hit on that really concerns me is Bradley Roby being out for the Texans. Let's have a moment of silence. Yeah, like, and, you know, Andrew talked about, you know, Hollywood Brown. Like, Roby's that speed guy that you would ideally want covering him. So... Man, it's going to be tough, man. I, I was really hoping – I was hoping Fuller and Roby would be back. But, you know, we did a sports mat video talking about this. And it makes you think, because of the quick turnaround and they have to play again on Thursday, it makes sense with these borderline guys to, to show a little caution since they have to play again on Thursday. And that's a division game against the Colts. You beat that game – I mean, that almost that puts you in a really good spot to seal up the division if you beat the Colts. Yeah, you got to pick your poison at one yeah. point. So we got a question here, an interesting one. So I want to kind of break this down from Bobby Drake off Twitter. He says, how many points do I get on a three-team teaser, and how much does a $200 bet pay out? So I just want to kind of explain teasers real quick just in general. There's not a certain amount of points. I can't answer you that because you can do anything from a five-point to a 13-point 
teaser, you know. So it's a it's a matter of how many points you need to get that specific line. For example, in the Vikings, if it's ten and you want to get it down to zero, obviously you're going to do a ten point teaser there. So you start picking games where ten points benefits you to where numbers you're trying to get to. If that makes sense, so. Is specifically on a three team, and the conventional teasers are the six, six and a half, and seven points. So when you ask on here, he said, if I do a $200 bet on a three team teaser, how much does that pay out? It's approximately about plus 158 to plus 180, depending if you do a six or a seven. So I'm just throwing it out in the range. But again, it just depends where you're playing out. Hopefully, you're at my bookie, but that teaser. People are asking, what is a teaser? It's basically a compilation of bets as like a parlay, but they give you X amount of points. So if you do a six-point teaser, you get to take away or add six points to any spread you want. If a team is plus seven, now you get plus 13. If they're plus seven or, or minus seven, you know, and you want that six, now you can make a minus one, just win. So if you see a spread's too big or too sh- shallow, you add or take away from either side to get you to the number you want. Now, the payouts are drastically smaller because a straight bet, just if I'm betting just any game, one-to-one, usually it's minus 110, it takes me 110 to win 100. With a teaser, two games, you have to pick two games at that at that minus six or plus six, whatever you do, to get one-to-one. So you have to pick not only one game, you have to pick two games, and both of them have to win for you to be able to get paid. We need to talk about this this eight team parlay that you hit last week. <laughs> I was making fun of Jerry Andrew because it was like soccer, football, some NBA in there. It was like everything was in that parlay, like every sport. I think there was some badminton in there. I mean, Jerry gambles on everything, man, and it hit, dude. Congratulations, appreciate it. So, uh, so talking about payouts and whatnot, we a uh, fifty dollar bet, eight games, a parlay, all of them have to hit. If any of them lose, you're out. I hit an eight-way for uh, it's fifty dollars, paid forty-five hundred, um, a nice little hit, and so yeah, I, yeah appreciate everyone's been uh, sending me nice words and stuff. So uh, again, those are a lot of luck, though, and by no means am I ever um, advertising parlays. When I when I do put them and I tell people, hey, let's play parlays, it's more of a fun thing. Lower your units because. It's hard enough to win one game. Yeah. I hate when one guy's like, hey, what do you think about this parlay? And he throws me a five-way parlay. I'm like, let's think about these. Like, we're moving too fast. This relationship is moving too fast, man. Like, let's think about it in steps. Step one, which is your favorite bet? And let's think of that. Because if it was that was the case, then we'd just be – It's I'd be – Throwing hand over fist with money if I could just hit four or five games all the time. You know, people chase 55 to 60% of your bets. You know what I mean? The yeah. best guy out there, he's losing four out of every 10 games. It's hard, man. And I I found the NFL this year is a little more brutal than it has been in recent years. It's been a year of underdogs. It's been a year of unders. And it's been a year of trends that aren't usually playing towards the public's favor. Now... I was looking at divisional games, and right now, whenever you get, uh, let's say, later towards the year, you start seeing the second time around in divisional matchups. And you need to use that to your advantage. Mm -hmm. Use that and look at uh, history and look at how these teams fared the second time they came around. Look at 
break it down. It's so simplified just to open up a board and be like, okay, this team averages this much on the road. This team, they, they allow rush yards. So that's the way that, no, you have to look at it, the game inside the game. Like, what did they learn from that first matchup? The team that lost, did they play out of context? Did they throw the ball 40 plus times and a team that usually runs and then that's the way they lost? Is their game plan going to be, let's get back to what we know. We know the team on the opposite side. We know how to limit them. Look at the game inside the game and and that's where you start getting because once you see familiar foes, it's it's obviously it could be two ways. Either uh, you gain an advantage because you can stop them, or you gain an advantage on offense because you know you can beat them a certain way. When you go to the when you go inside the the room, the war room, and you're in there getting your weekly plan, you're like, man, we missed so many opportunities. We got to go to this. Yeah, and, and that that does make a big difference. What's kind of cool for the Texans, they get the Titans twice at the end of the year. With, Great point. Uh, yeah, I think they got the Bucks in between one of those games. So, you know, that's going to be a spot where the Texans are going to get a good look at them, and then they're going to have to play them again two weeks later. So maybe you can pick up on some trends from that first matchup and then cash in when they play them later in the season. Pick up that. Pick up on the Dream Crusher situation. Pick up on teams that – what was their goal going into the year? When did that goal not become attainable no more? When do they mail it in? Do they have a locker room that mails it in? When does a team in college not become bowl eligible? Once they lose that eligibility because they can't get those seven wins. When that happens, that's when you can expect regression. No doubt. And I don't know if we're going to get to all these games, Jerry, but Give me. Some, I'm going to throw out a few of them. You tell me which one sounds more interesting to you. The Jets, Washington, Buffalo, Miami, Texans, Baltimore, Arizona, San Francisco. That one's actually kind of interesting to Let's me. Let's go Arizona, yeah. San Francisco. Because we hit the over last week. Remember, that was your big play. Exactly. That was a big play. So we lean on, again, the amount of plays that the Cardinals run and at the pace they run them at. The books haven't adjusted. The new age NFL, sometimes books can adjust because they haven't seen a Lamar Jackson-type offense, so it's hard to adjust numbers because although the 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 Ravens are super efficient, but they run the ball so much, last week they scored so many points in, the, in a blowout, but they ran a season-low offensive plays. So how does <laughs> yeah. that work? So how do you put a measure on that from a handicapping standpoint, from a booking standpoint, it's hard to justify that because you're saying they're so highly efficient that they can do it with minimal plays or they're not as efficient in the red zone, but the Cardinals run so many plays that they're going to get there. Eventually they're going to get there. They only need, they, regardless whether they play a good game or not, they're going to hit that 17 to 20 mark. Yeah. And there's, like David Johnson, you just can't trust him anymore. What happened? Dude, dude, I mean, like you just – like if I own him, I'm just benching him until I see something because, man, it, it's killing people. Kenyon you know, Drake I mean, yeah. took all the number one reps pretty much. Not, I'm not going to say all. I say he took most of the number one reps this week. They're using him as the one right now. They are. And I think David Johnson's more hurt than they're letting on. He's hurting my feelings yeah, is what so he's doing. Be careful with him. Remember, we had a fantasy question about him last week, and we kind of we pushed the listener over to Singletary, if I remember correctly, because David Johnson is just – what's so bad about him is he's a good player, and when he's right, he can help you win your fantasy week. But when he's giving you zero points, he's just killing you. 
So be careful with him, man. I, like, I would stay away from him. And this is a pretty big spread here, Jerry. Ten points. The game's in San Francisco. No Kittle for the 49ers. Emmanuel Sanders, he, I think he's going to try and play. But, you know, he's playing through injury. I don't know. That feels like a lot with them missing so many guys. The first time they played, we were on the Cardinals and the over also. And that was just a few weeks ago. And um, a lot of my thought was, look at the coaches. And they're, they they like gimmicky offenses. They like to run these crazy plays. Yeah. And if you look at those defenses, they can give up the big plays. We know that the San Francisco outside defensive backs have been awesome. Yeah. I know that they're pass rush. But they can get they can give up the big play at times. And we know the Cardinals did. We saw Isabella break it like, an, uh, yeah. what, 80? 90 yard in that game and that's what they ultimately hit the over on the team total now that I think of it we hit the team total and the game total on right. that play so using that I think that the Cardinals maybe figured some out 16 and a half is the team total on the Cardinals today I think the Cardinals get there 16 and a half and 44 is the, the over under for the game that the only thing that scares me is what's the thought process or what, what's the what's the path for the 49ers because we know that they're hurt as far as pass catchers and Emmanuel Sanders didn't practice all week he was announced that he'll play yesterday that's yeah. kind of scary and it leaves you to think that this is a Debo Samuel blow-up spot yeah because no Kittle it's very likely no here him. kittle kittle no nope. it's a debo samuel spot but then you look at breed is also out yeah. so then it's going to be a run spot for a team that runs at a highest pace a team that leans on holding possession and that's what kind of takes me away from the over but the more we talk about it the more i like arizona if you if we're thinking maybe maybe the uh, the 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 49ers lean on some run tevin coleman type of game tevin coleman type game give me the 10 and a half points i like it i like it that one feels pretty good too that just felt like too much so we're leaning there with arizona we the music is kicking gary we're uh, we're jerry we're up against the break here uh we'll be back you're listening to money line is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline, 713-780-3776. And we're back. But we're in studio today, but you can catch us on the road throughout this season for every Houston home game. The only place to catch us is at Brewings. I like that because every time we go there and I leave, I have a to-go box because <laughs> yeah. 30 wings, $17.99, smile on my face, cold beer, get over there, not only on Sundays, but Tuesday and Wednesdays, two-for-ones on the wings, and Thursdays, 20 boneless wings, Nine ninety nine ninety nine cent drafts. Get on out there next Thursday. Get on for that Colts uh, Texans divisional matchup. Yeah, big game, big game. Getting off of work. You're wondering where do I go? You pass up Brewings everywhere you are in the Houston area. Pull on over and get in there. I'm telling you, give these wings a try because 
boy, I left last week. I said with a smile, I left sweating. <laughs> I love those XL wings, man. They are really good. And they, that's what I yeah. say. I always leave with a to-go box yeah. because I can't ever eat the portions that they give you. It's like you're at your grandma's house where they give you too much. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's what I love about brewing. So make sure that you get out there, not only on Sundays that we're there because we are on, out on location every single Houston home game, but – Throughout the week for all their specials, they got margarita specials. They got, uh, what was it, chicken fried steak I saw last time. They have a bunch of new stuff they've put on the menu. Get on out to Brewings. They've got locations all throughout the Houston area and catches there for all the Houston home games. No doubt. I've got one right off 249 that I go to a lot that's really close to my house. So. That's where they treated us like kings. <laughs> Shout out to the 249 location. Yeah, they, it, they're just great, man. And, and this is a great day to go catch it. I might actually head over to a Brewings because, I mean, Texans ran. Ravens, Jerry, I, I guess we don't have that much time left in the show, so let's just get into this one a little bit more. If you missed the segment, we talked a little bit about this game earlier. You can go back to Podcast Arena and check it out. But your initial thoughts, it looks like it's going to be a little windy. This is a game where we kind of worry because no, no Will Fuller, no Bradley Roby. Two, I mean, that, that's your speed on both sides of the ball for the Texans. They don't have either one of those guys. That's going to be an issue today. Looks like the point spread... Right around four and a half, something like that, right? So, let's, I don't know. What, what look, do you like? Yeah, let's look for some angles here because anybody could get on the computer and read numbers to you guys. And by now, being in Houston, it's been hammered all week long. So, let's search for bettable angles. And one that I have to think here, and I asked you, Josh, if you're hardball and you win the coin toss, what is your frame of thought? Do you do you kick or do you receive? I want the ball. We're going to score. Exactly. <laughs> we're going down there and we're scoring. Now, and this is all per se gamble inside the gamble. If you're O'Brien, I think that I would defer. You know what I mean? Let's see what they got. Let's yeah. see what they got at home. And I want that ball in the second half. Now, when you look at the numbers, you see first quarter points. Baltimore's number two in the league at 9.4 points per game. Something interesting that I found crazy. Houston is 31st in the league. First quarter points, 2.6. They average less than a field goal in the first quarter for points-wise. So if you think that Harbaugh wins the toss and hits, and you would think, yeah, I want to get out there and I'm going to get the ball, and they are the higher-scoring team in the first quarter than Edge Ravens bet Ravens' first quarter, then you say, well, what happens in the second quarter? The Ravens fall to fifth in the league at 8.8. The Texans move all the way up from 31st to 7th. They average 8.2 points. So... Combining these two teams, they averaged 17 points combined second quarter. So maybe a live bet if the game gets slow start, look for field position, say it's three or four minutes left in the first quarter, and you're seeing that time going down and you start planning your move for that commercial break. Start planning your move, and you don't even have to wait for the commercial break. Say there's enough time to where, say it's like four or five minutes still left in the clock, and it's a change of possession to where you're like, okay, there's not going to be a commercial break here. They're going to play this possession now. Okay, I missed it. But if you know there's going to be a stop in action, you go over to my bookie, start hitting that refresh. Refresh, 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 refresh. Boom, a line comes up. Once that line comes up, you start planning your move to play the over in the first half if they started off slow. I like it. And that's the cool thing about the live betting. And 
you can do it on your phone. You don't have to have your laptop out, or you could just be sitting at a sports bar. You could be at Brewings just with your phone, and you could be live betting the game. So that's the way Jerry and I do it, and he's right. It's all about refreshing, getting that number. One of the tricks we like to use is a team that we like. We see them get down early, and then you get a better number, and you can fire on them. So just because somebody scores on their first possession doesn't mean the whole game's going to go like that's that. That's a great strategy, especially if you have a big favorite. If you have a big favorite and you know that number's too big, what if Minnesota – Gives up a touchdown opening drive. That line's going to drop from that 10 to about six and a half. Yep. Now you got to pass the other key number. Take advantage. And, you know, in this Texans game, if, if the Ravens score quickly, the, the number's going to adjust. So, you know, maybe you get the Texans at, you know, more than plus four and a half. Maybe you get the Texans at plus seven or something like that. Texans give up an opening drive touchdown. You're going to get that key number of yeah. seven, seven and a half, which is, is, is crazy. And, Okay, go back to what we just said right now. Again, the more you talk it out, the more you you, you drive yourself to bets that, that, that make sense. So say that our theory plays and the, the, the Ravens do get the ball for us or the Ravens don't even, but they are the team that they are throughout the year that scores a, a second most first quarter points. So they do come out and dominate that first quarter. When that first quarter ends and the Texans are down four or seven points, whatever the case is, I guarantee you got a better now, a number than that four and a half, getting you to that seven rather than betting it now, knowing that the odds are against you anyways with Houston's recency bias of not scoring even a field goal on average in the first quarter of games. Think about it. Think about the game inside the game and don't make it so hard on yourself. That's what I did in that Raiders game is I wanted it to get down Texans minus three because it was like minus seven before kickoff. So I waited, and then I got it at minus three, and they, they covered for me. That was a big one. All right, Jerry, this game, I'm pretty excited about this one. This is a, a Super Bowl rematch from a couple years ago. Patriots going to Philly to play the Eagles. Man, on the road, New England still favored by four and a half. I don't know. What do you think about this one? I'm, I'm kind of I'm leaning Patriots, but I don't know. That feels like a lot to four and a half on the road. What do you think about this one? My first thought when I opened up the board, I said, I want to see who mad Tom Brady's going to be playing against. I want to see who Bill Belichick, mad Bill Belichick's going to yeah. be against. And then you look at that particular matchup and you say, this isn't the best of matchups as far as in the trenches for the Patriots. Mm-hmm. But we don't worry about trenches whenever you have a quarterback like Brady that can get the ball out. And if you look at him getting the ball out, to those receivers he has, or one's James White, which yeah. I'm going to be using a lot today in props and everything. Go ahead and open up my book right now and go ahead and hit those props on James White receptions because that's what's going to be the strategy to moving the ball. But on the opposite end, how do the Eagles move the ball? Because the Patriots have been shown vulnerable the last few weeks on the ground, but who's going to be on the backfield? I think it's a Miles Sanders game, right? Can he run between the tackles sufficiently enough to keep the game script there? Because I think that Brady will move the ball, and I think that that he's going to expose the defensive backs. I think this is an Edelman game. I think he gets off big. I think they maybe even try to prove a point with Harry and and and, and say, hey, this is our this is our weapon. This is who this is who we got here. Uh, scary, but. I like the Patriots. I do. Yeah, I, I do too. And and you know Belichick coming off a bye, all this time to prep for Carson Wentz. I mean, 
you got to expect that they're going to bring it. So, yeah, I was talking about Sanders. He, I think he's a good play this week. It looks like they re-signed Ajayi, too, so he might actually get in there and, and steal some touches. So, But I think Sanders is, is a nice play this week. The volume should be there for him, so I think you can give him a shot. But, yeah, I, I like the Patriots here, too, Jerry, and I, I – I think it's a white game. I really do. James White, I think he's going to have a big game for the Patriots. Does weather play any factor to you? Maybe a little bit, but, you know, the way Tom works is, you know, he kind of dinks and dunks and, you know, like he, Deshaun Jackson's not going to be there for Carson Wentz to throw deep. You know what I mean? So, boy, you can't really like Alshon Jeffrey this week. It, it's going to be kind of ugly, I think, on the Eagles side of the ball. Now, we talked about first quarters. New England, they're the ones that are in the top of the league, 9.7. They're the only ones that lead on the Ravens, right? 9.7. You look at Philly, they're middle of the pack at 4.1. Now you talk again, the thought process of these teams. And if Bill Belichick wins that coin toss, I think he wants the ball. And I think if the Eagles win the coin toss, I think they give it to Brady. So, again, it's a and that's all per se. Nothing's on paper and concrete or however you want to look at it. Nothing's in ink. But you try to drive yourself to how can I slide an extra possession or not? You know, how can I guarantee myself to move that ball, to get that ball first to a team that they show you all year long that they scored 9.7 points just in the last three games. New England's averaging 11.3 points per game. You listen to Moneyline ESPN 97.5. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. 713-780-3776. 30 minutes till kickoff. 30 minutes till the fun starts. Hopefully, you got that charcoal already heating up. Hopefully, you're out in the, you're doing some yard work, enjoying this wonderful weather around Houston. But most importantly, you got us in the headset. You got us on the speakers coming out, and you are getting ready for kickoff and ready to make money. So, without further ado, let's finish off some of these games where we might have some spots. Let's do it. We just finished off there with the uh, we did Houston and Baltimore, and then we also got around to the uh, the Patriots game going against the Eagles. Let's jump into this Kansas City Chargers game, man. I think this is even outside of gambling and fantasy football. I think this is a, a cool matchup, right? I believe this one's in Mexico City, so we get to see uh, we get to see Patrick Mahomes and what he can do in that atmosphere in that air. Maybe he can throw. He might throw that football over them mountains over there, Jerry. He might do it. But a good game here, dude. I'm excited about this one. What do we expect? Phil Rivers looked really terrible last week. Do you think he bounces back this week? Mm, I'm not going to say he will or won't, but I think that this is a, a big spot for the Chiefs. I think this is a, a get right. I think this is a, a beat down. I think that they score at will. 3-0 and are the favorites when playing in Mexico City against the spread and straight up. See, I kind of like the Chiefs here, too. It's only at four points. It was at three. Now it's at four. I'm actually okay with that. I think 
I don't think this is going to be that close a game. I think the Chiefs roll here. Chiefs roll. Go ahead and lock that up. That's one of my uh, favorite bets of the week, actually. Really? What do you think about the total? It's gone up. It's up to 52 and a half. Do you expect a lot of points in this one? I expect it from the Chiefs' side, and given the their worries or their 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 troubles on the defensive side, you know Rivers going to get his 21-24 points. So if the Chargers can give me 24 of those points, I think that it does get there because I got the Chiefs painted around 30. And this, you know, Melvin Gordon looked really good last week. It feels like the last couple weeks he's starting to look like himself again. He's starting to look like Melvin Gordon, right? As soon as they uh, switched offensive coordinators, I think now they're putting an emphasis on us. You know, the new guy comes in and he's like, man, I got to go back to what we know around here. Gordon, let's do this. And I think him coming off the, you know, the holdout, it took him a little while to kind of get into football shape and, and get ready to go. He's looking really good now. A lot of people have him top five, top 10 this week from a fantasy perspective. What do you expect from Melvin Gordon? Will the Chargers keep it close enough for Gordon to come through for you in fantasy? I think they will, and his ability to be involved somewhat in the past game. I just, you know, I hate to see someone with Eckler's abilities not get what he was getting towards the beginning. There's many teams that could use an Eckler. No doubt about it. And the guy I'm kind of worried about is is Keenan Allen, Jerry. He hasn't been very good the last few weeks. He's really, look, I'm still starting him this week, but I'm starting to get a little worried. And we're so used to him seeing those, you know, 10, 11, 12 targets, yeah. peppering them, but he'll have his bounce back spot, and what better spot than this one? Because I yeah. do think they'll be chasing points. I, I do too. I, I like Hunter Henry here. I think Too much. Yeah, I think he's going to have a really nice game. You know, Honey Badger, he's just kind of average, you know what I mean? And he'll be playing safety, and I think he can be had a little bit. So I like Hunter Henry this week. Any Anything else on this one before we move along? No, just uh, we're looking for uh, looking as far as the sharp report. Most lopsided bets of the week. Kansas City's the third on that list. Dallas number one, New England second, Kansas City fourth. But if you look at lopsided money, you also see Kansas City pop up on that list, making you believe that tickets and money are on Kansas City. Everybody's believing in a blowout. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. All right, let's move on to this Bears game here. They're playing the Rams. Rams, another team that's just looking disappointing, man. They just, I don't know what they're, I think it's the offensive line, right? That's really hurting them this year. That's where my handicap started because everybody wants to circle the fun things. The receivers, this guy's going to have touchdowns. He's going to get in the end zone. But for all these things to happen, there has to be some kind of pay, uh, some kind of uh, unity. It's it's a puzzle, right? So how do Goff's receivers get downfield with Goff having time in the pocket? How does Goff get time in the pocket with his time uh, his line protecting? All of which things that haven't happened. That's what happened in the Steelers game. Yeah. They were getting all over him. Now you look at the Bears. And what do the Bears do well? They can actually get to you. Now, they're more vulnerable now in the pa- against the pass game. But the Bears will bring pressure, one. And if you look at last year, when the, Raven, uh, when the Rams were a well-oiled machine, this Bears team held them to six points, and that was the first game where you saw the diaper come off of golf. And yeah. you started thinking, wow, all you got to do is get them off the spot and bring pressure. Yes, true, it was in Chicago, but it was a primetime spot. And, and and like I said, at that time, the Rams were, were rolling, and the Bears were able to use a recipe to where it made him uncomfortable. And if you look at offensive lines, I mean, that center, he's really he, he's a guard. 
he's playing center today because they're center's guard. And then that guard that's playing center, a, a tackle's playing his spot. They're moving tackles to the other side. of the, They got all types of offensive line trouble. I don't see how they move this ball. Look for a low scoring. Take the Bears in an ugly hold your nose special. So you take the Bears plus the six and a half. You like that? If you can get it seven, if you want to get if you want to get sharp and buy that that hook because I think seven might play and come into play here. I'm not saying the Bears win this game, but I think the Bears have enough to be able to move the ball enough to score 13, 14 points. And I don't see the Rams scoring more than 20. Man, that's interesting. Okay, what about the, the, the totals gone down from 42 to 40? You still like the under at 40? Yeah, see, my thought, 20 for the Rams. Say they have a, over-exceed that and they get 23. I still got those Bears around that 13, 14 range, pegging you around 34 to 37 points under. Okay, I like that too. Yeah, I think that's going to, like you're right, it's... Maybe don't watch the game. Just make the bet and then check later that, that you won some money. The whole Geno <laughs> special. Yeah, no doubt. All right, this one, Derek Carr, can you believe it? Ooh. Jerry, I've, I've actually been pushing him for fantasy this week and next week because he's got the Bengals this week, and then I think he has the Jets next week. I mean, those matchups don't get much better. What do you think? I mean, it, Oakland is a 12-and-a-half-point favorite. Oakland. In what world is I this? I know. Over the, over the Bengals, 12 and a half points, man. Like, wow. Now, look, I like Derek Carr this week. I, even Hunter Renfro I kind of like a little bit this week is like a, a deep kind of dart throw if you need a, a low-end flex. But uh, I don't know. 12 and a half is a lot of points. The, the game's you know in Oakland, so they will be at home. But that feels like too much, man. What do you think? That number 12 is the key number that you just spoke of because that's the number of all-purpose touchdowns of Cincinnati defensive enemy backs have allowed, right? <laughs> so you look, 29.2 touches, 4.79 yards per carry is what they allow to the running back positions. Josh Jacobs smash spot. Put him in your DFS lineups. I believe he goes off today, not only because of that, but the game script of their big favorites. I think they lean on that, but... This is where you – when do you see the Ravens 13-point favorites, to, team total 31-and-a-half? It's unbelievable. That's how bad the Bengals are. I mean, they are horrible. And looking on the other side of the ball for Cincinnati, Joe Mixon's actually starting to, to get some work here. It's taken him 30 carries to put up any points for your fantasy team, but they are leaning on him that much to where they're giving him the ball. So if Joe Mixon's been killing you all year and you're you're still in it, one, you're lucky that you're still in it if you took Joe Mixon early. But two, I think you can use him here. He's getting so much volume that even though he's not efficient, he's still coming through. So I think as a as a number two running back, you can trust him today. But, man, I think Oakland rolls here. Oakland uh, what what rolls. do we think about the total, 48 and a half? Uh, I, I don't know if I could trust Cincinnati to score, but don't get me wrong. They're going to be out there tossing it around. I kind of like Boyd just for the reason that he's going to get a lot of a lot of targets because they're going to be chasing. Now, we talked about stacks and correlations with Josh Jacobs. Seven of nine defenses to face Cincinnati have ended up as the defensive one, top 12 defense for the week as far as scoring. You can get Oakland at a cheap price in the DFS world because nobody really ever grabs Oakland. Yep. If you're ever going to start an Oakland defense, today's the day, and you can match them with Josh Jacobs. Let's get over to the HRMP listening line before we hit this break. we got Tricky Nick, and he's got a fantasy question. What's going on, my man? What's going on, guys? Man, it's good timing because uh, I actually got a question about old Tyler Boyd. I got uh, Tyler Boyd or Debo Samuels in my flex position. I'm trying to figure out between those two. 
kind of a rough situation I don't want to be in, but hey, it is what it is. Uh, also, Jerry, man, I need you to take care of business because rickety, rickety wrecking crew is about the rickety, rickety wreck, son. <laughs> all right, all right. I got you. Well, we spoke about, and this is all for a prediction. I, I, I think that Emmanuel Sanders is pretty hurt or, or is hurt enough to where I'm not sure if he finishes this game. And even if he does, we saw Samuels shine last week. And I think this is a demo, Debo Samuels smash spot. He's gonna, he's gonna surprise today. And I'm plugging him in at four thousand in most of my DFS lineups. Yeah, I don't mind that. I think you know, in my rankings, Boyd's Boyd is ranked a little bit higher, but I I kind of like the upside there with Debo Samuels. And Boyd's gonna get volume though. Again, I'm not. I, I agree with you as far as that too, though, because man, they're gonna be down. And yeah. who else is he going to throw the ball to, Finley? So he's going to he, – Boyd's going to get 12, 13 targets probably in a game that they're yeah. going to be trailing by double digits. All it takes is one shabby drive, 60, 70 yards, and get in the end zone, and Boyd did what he needed you – or you needed him to do. Yeah, and with Debo Samuel, we just – we don't know how much Emmanuel Sanders is going to play and take targets away, but we do know that Kittle's not going. So – he should have more targets with no kill. He'll be second out there. He'll yeah. be the second option, and that's it, it, saying Emmanuel Sanders is is healthy enough. What if he goes out there and he's like, hey, I'm not feeling well. Hey, I'm, I'm 75% out here. Debo, we need you. Debo, 4,000 in the DFS world. One segment to go. We're going to get to all your fantasy questions. I've got them all lined up. i got all your texts. i got all your tweets. Hope you're listening. Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. And I still make this is money line on ESPN 975 on ESPN 975.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the ESPN 975 studios. Here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776. And this is the last segment. So let's get to all these questions that we have lined up. Le'Veon Bell or James White PPR? Oh man. I'm going with kind of like James White this week, man. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell's injury report looked like a buffet. It said, "It said illness, knee, hip, b- barbecue sauce." You know, I'm like, <laughs> "Dang, that's a lot of stuff going on with that man." Now we got another question here. Oh, let's see: Baltimore defense or New England defense? Ooh, uh, I'm going to take New England. Terry McLaurin or Marquise Brown standard scoring for my man Alex? Give me some Marquise Hollywood Brown, baby. I'm with you on that one. Stardom Sidham PPR question. Montgomery, Duke Johnson, or J.D. McKissick? Oh, man. Montgomery's the deal where we don't know for sure if he's going to play. So who is the other, the second one? Duke or McKissick? If it's full PPR, I'd, I'd probably roll with Duke. But you know, we've got to know if Montgomery's going to go or not. So check the, you know, the, the active reports. I like the Jets at Washington because of Haskins. What do you guys think as far as betting? Would you take the Jets at Washington? I mean, I don't expect Haskins to be very good. Let me pull up what the number is. It looks like it's uh, Washington's favored by two. 
Yeah, I, I think I'd I'd take me some Jets there at the plus two. What do you think? It's an ugly game, to yeah. be honest with you. Now, the only thing that 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 guides me here is when you see a big drop in points in football and a line moves to two and a half. That means that there's some heavy money and somebody with fat pockets knows what's going on. And that's what happened here. Washington, surprisingly, that line shifted two points in the last like 38 hours I saw or 36 hours. I'm sorry. Um, Washington has got somebody that knows something or that's <laughs> on to something. I'm telling you right now. And that's, you know, I stay real intact with what's going on with the big bets down there at the MGM. At the MGM, there's been some big hits. I think it was like a $68,000 bet last night, again, on Washington that moved the number even more down. So for whatever reason, people are believing. Man, so maybe be careful with that one, huh? Maybe just kind of stay away. Yeah, and I always say pick the ugly games, but that one's a little t- too ugly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's, what side do you really trust? Now, who do you trust out of Cortland Sutton or Austin Eckler in a PPR? Oh, man. Oh, that's a close one there. I, I Look, I, I love Sutton for the upside, but you just worry about him. Like, what else do they have? Who else do they have to take away? But at the same time, like... Eckler, they have been limiting his role significantly, man. Significantly. So I, I'd probably go for Sutton just because I think he's going to get more targets. Exactly. More targets. Why? Because of the game script, they're projected to lose by double digits, meaning yeah. that you're going to have to throw. And like you said, who else? I think Sutton, in an ugly game, in an ugly game where the, the, the Broncos lose by 16, 17 points, Sutton still has, you know, nine targets, six receptions for an ugly 70 yards, which it's still what Eckler's probably going to get you. No, that, that's a good point. So go with Sutton there. It's tough if you're an Eckler owner. I actually traded for Melvin Gordon in the league. I was an Eckler owner, and I traded A.J. Green for him, so that really worked out for me. But it, I understand the struggle's real if you were counting on Eckler and he was driving your team, and now you're lucky if he gets 10 touches a week. Now, let's get to any other games that you might have on your mind that you want to make sure that you might have like a, a certain play that you want to get out for the people. This We got about six minutes left. Anything else? I don't know, man. I've, I'm the most intrigued by this Texans-Baltimore game. And, I mean, just from every angle, not even just gambling and fantasy – I really feel like this is going to be a hell of a game. You know, I I think it's going to be exciting to watch. I I hope the Texans really are taking that next step and really becoming one of the best teams in the AFC. But it does worry me a little bit, you know, with, you know, Roby's not going to play. So I'm worried Marquise Brown, he might really go off here and, and do a T.Y. Hilton impression on, on the Texans secondary. The Texans, let me give you a few numbers that maybe get you feeling slightly better leading you up. So... Ravens are 1-8-1 and one against the spread as a home favorite since October of last year. So it's not like they've just been covering. And minus 5.5 points against the spread. So they're not covering it by nearly six points. You look up on the opposite end and you say, well, what are the Texans as a dog? 6-1-1 one one against the spread. 5.4 points. They're covering it on margin. So... It's not like the Ravens are just some world beaters at home. Yeah. They can be beat, or you can at least overexceed expectations as far as a spread. So don't think that, don't let that nationwide media narrative perspective that they're trying to beat into you let you believe anything else other than you have Watson and he's a gamer and he's going to go out there and he's going to play whether or not. 
the rest of the offense gets rolling or not, I think that the weather might play into their hands some. I think that they got to limit the big play. I think that Andrews, the limited snaps that he's in, he's so highly efficient. It's crazy how efficient Andrews the tight end is. Yeah. He doesn't even play. He plays less than half, less than 50% of the snaps, and he's getting all these numbers. They have to limit that. They have to limit Hollywood. They got a chance. It's, that's, that's what worries me. And, and no, Will Fuller, man. I was really hoping Will Fuller would be back. We'll see. I mean, they play again on Thursday. Who knows? Maybe those guys will be ready to roll on Thursday. But th- this is a tricky one. I've. Every time we kind of doubt the Texans in these spots, they jump up and play well. I mean, the you know, the Saints game, they were terrific the first game of the year. And, you know, did you think they were going to go into Kansas City and beat the Chiefs and, and, you know, win time of possession like that? I didn't see that coming either. So we're going to find out a lot about the Texans today. If they really are that team, today's the day. And remember, the Ravens got wiped out by the Browns, you know, a few weeks ago. So they're not some team that, that can't be beaten. Now... I guess it's wishful thinking, you know, because you say everything lines up to this isn't the Texans of old. At some time, the narrative has to change. Yeah. Why not now? And everyone knows I'm not a Texans guy, so you can't be like, Jerry's out here with his his Texans jersey on right now pumping. You know me. I'm not a Texans guy. Yeah. But I just feel like at one point, old narratives, they become just that. Old narratives. And at one point, the talking down on O'Brien and whatnot. And, yeah, we know what he is. But if if the floor is what we have him as already, then he can only improve, right? And improvement is what we've seen in a lot of spots this year. So as much as we down-talk that man, we have to give him credit. And he's doing things that the Texans don't regularly do and – Going today and beating that Baltimore team in Baltimore is something that he needs to be done, not only for him, but for Watson. You think Watson, the gamer he is, doesn't hear all the talk about Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson, and he's thinking, what am I, liver, chop liver? He is, but for me, it's... Look, I love the RPOs the Texans have been working in. It, you know, the offense looks better. It's it's a new little wrinkle. So I, I like that O'Brien's getting more creative there. It's the in-game clock management stuff and choosing when to call timeouts with Bill O'Brien. That's still not great. It is. You it, know, it isn't. And we've seen we've seen it in half times and and whatnot. And that's what you get scared of in a in a, in a game with a short spread and in a game that he is drastically overcoached on the opposite end and against a team. If you really think about it, that practices against RPO. Yeah, that defense goes up against that. So it's not like you're bringing a surprise to them. It's they they see that every day. But then vice versa, the Texans defense chases Deshaun. Also, they do. I'm just I'm hoping that. That Bill has a clean game, you know, coaching and, you know, calling timeouts at the right, you know, just to maximize your points. Because I feel like this is going to be a close game and, and you can't waste any opportunities here. And but because I, I expect a good game from Deshaun. I really do. I, I just like to see Hopkins like make a play like really down the field. It seems like it's all just little crossing routes, like 15 yards. And I miss the D hop that would go high point the ball down the sideline and, you know, pick up those big, you know, the, the big I need him plays. to user catch. I need him to hit that triangle. Yeah. I need him to hit the triangle user catch. And that's all I'm saying. But, whoa, you know what that means. Yep. Every single week, 
We like to put our name on something, something we feel confident in, something maybe you want to go hit a prop with. Five minutes left till kickoff. Josh, what do you want to put your name on? I, I put him in my waiver wire column, and I, the matchup is beautiful. This is the time when you can use, in my opinion, Derek Carr. I think you can use him this week against the Bengals. So if you know you have a quarterback on a bye or you're kind of desperate, I think you can put Carr in there, and he'll, he'll get you over 20 points this week. Jerry, you touched on it a little bit earlier. I had him in all my DFS lineups coming into today. Josh Jacobs is going to kill it today. He's yep. going to have a massive day against the Bengals. And I'm going to roll with one, DJ Moore. I think DJ Moore smash spot today. I think that he gets a, a ton of volume. His price, 5900 in the DFS world, I think it's a steal. Look for DJ Moore in a blow-up spot. And look for us in the upcoming weeks to keep doing some more of the same because that's what we do here every single Sunday. We try to bring you some winners. We try to put you on the right side of your fantasy lineups. And we try to give you some funnies at the same time. But while you do all that, there's only one place to get your money in. And I leave you in the hands of that. Dude, I'm going to my bookie. I got five minutes, four minutes now before kickoff. I'm going to get over to my bookie. I'm going to get in on some of these player props. I'm going to get in on this Texans game. It, I am really excited about this week's slate. So, guys, it's time to bet, win, and get paid. MyBookie.ag. They have odds on every game. And nobody nobody pays out faster, guys. So don't play on some no-name sports, but get over to my bookie. Use promo code RADIO to get up to $1,000 in free money to wager on your favorite teams. That's promo code RADIO. That's MyBookie.ag. G, play, win, get paid. My bookie.